Hello, and welcome to the first ever brand new episode of my new show called Becoming Chiron. I am Ursula Duffy. I'm a professional astrologer and a certified aromatherapist. And I've been on this journey now since probably about 2015 of my own, I, I guess I usually call it my spiritual reawakening. And I've been on this journey of the intuitive development and discovering what being in tune with my intuition really means and using it as a guiding force in my life. And throughout this whole process, it's been an incredibly deep journey of rediscovering and being honest with who I truly am and what I came on this planet to do. And in that process, I also discovered astrology or rediscovered astrology that kind of felt like a remembering, to be honest. And part of that whole rediscovery and reawakening journey was learning my chart and obviously up to this point becoming a professional astrologer. But one of the biggest things that I learned in that journey was my Chiron placement. So this has all kind of come culminating to this point in this moment. I hit the record button about 10 minutes before the uh, Taurus new moon partial solar eclipse that's happening today. I'm recording this on Saturday, April 30th. And right now it's about 4.17 p.m. in Eastern Daylight Time. I'm in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And this eclipse is really important because it's happening right on my ascendant. And I believe that, I believe very strongly that it's important to make astrology and the experience come to life and to share the lived experience of transits and eclipses and things that, new moons, full moons, all of it, because we experience these things. And when we know what's really happening on a soul level, energetically, and in the background, and how things are interacting with our own charts. It's just so incredible to see the divinity, the divine timing, the synchronicity, all of it. So this is why I'm sitting here right now. To be honest, this feels a little strange talking into this microphone by myself. I do this a lot with other people, with my business partner and things. We have other shows as part of our network at Sea Goddess Healing Arts. And um, I've been, you know, guests on other people's shows before Sea Goddess was born. I've been doing my own business, Ursa Alchemy, for a while now. And I, this is my first time sitting here by myself doing this. So bear with me <laughs> if I do manage to actually get the whole intro put together um, for this release. The music that you heard in the beginning was by my dear friend and soul brother, Cassius Kirk of Kind Magma Music and he's been on his own pretty intense and powerful healing journey. And one of the songs they came out of that is the sample that he so generously gave me to play for all of you in the beginning of the show. So I just want to talk a little bit about my intentions here, why I'm doing this, why I'm doing this now. And then a little bit, I'll share a bit about my own chart and why this is so important and why I think that this is part of my mission here on earth and 
We'll talk a little bit about Chiron today. I think that I want this to be a very intuitively guided journey and podcast and, and share. Um, so I'm going to just tune in and go by what spirit tells me to share um, for each episode that I do in each recording and what stories and things in my life that have happened because I have a lot to say. I've um, been through a lot on my in my life that has brought me to this point. And it is really, and it, it is and has been an intense journey of really becoming Chiron for me. And I really want to share what that means for me. Um, I feel that people that have Chiron, where I have Chiron, this will, will resonate very deeply with. I think to start, this is just going to be a solo show. And then I would like to start inviting people on or have people send me their own personal stories that I can share with their own Chiron placements and lived experiences with transits and just, you know, having that placement in your natal chart in general. So that's my intention with this. I, I think that the inner teacher in me has really, really awakened at this point. I have my midheaven, which is your soul's gift to the world, um, what you're supposed to kind of do publicly in your chart in the ninth house, which relates to teaching and higher learning and all the things like that. So every time I get an opportunity to teach, I get really lit up. And that's been a big journey of overcoming fear for me, sharing my voice, um, doing something like this, say five, six years ago, I would never have even done it because I would have been too terrified. Part of uh, this whole experience for me has been an, an awakening of my voice and being able to speak up and a lot of self-worth and having confidence in knowing that, or at least believing in getting that to push me to do something like this, that people will really want to hear what I have to say. Um, for anybody that is really familiar with astrology, I have, I'm a Taurus rising and I have Mercury and Scorpio. And that is not exactly a uh, vocal chart <laughs> placement at all. It is um, usually known as very tight-lipped. In one of my favorite books, The Inner Sky by Stephen Forrest, he has these little catchphrases for every sign. And for Taurus, he says, it's the silent one. And I completely agree with that. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. So those are my intentions. I think it's important to share the lived experience. It's really the overall and, and overall encompassing reason why I'm doing this. Because once you start sharing, it really resonates with people and I think wakes something up inside of the one who's sharing, but also the people that are listening and that can actually relate. So I think it's important, um, although this has is me being very outside of my own comfort zone, but that's part of the journey as well. So I've been feeling a bit of stagnation, I guess is the best way I can put it, in my work. I, um, If you look on my website, you'll see I have a ton of blog posts. There's a lot of podcast interviews and things like that. I just feel like it's time to change it up a little bit. And the best way to do that, I feel, is to share our own unique experiences. So here I am. That is uh, another reason why I'm doing this. And I just need to shift and change the energy a little bit. And with an eclipse on someone's ascendant, 
<clears throat> what better way to change things up than to do something completely different and really put oneself out there. I also said a little prayer to my guides and asked, you know, what, what could I do to change things up? And I had a beautiful week of seeing 111 and 1111 and 222, all of the beautiful things that we know usually are signs and messages that you're on the right track, you know, keep going, it's going to be okay. So that was very reassuring and I, and I very much appreciated that. But then I had a, a friend send me a ra very random picture of a bottle of wine called Chiron. And I chuckled and I was like, okay, got it. That's, that's it. That's the thing. So here we are. <laughs> and then I have this, I love, love, love Louise Hay. And we call her our fairy godmother of self-healing and affirmations. And every year I gift myself her um, I Can Do It calendar. If you're all familiar with that, you, you know what I'm talking about. And every day it has an affirmation. It's a little like little desktop size calendar where you can just rip the pages off every day. And I had decided to do this today during the eclipse on my ascendant. And I looked at the calendar message for today. And it says, I trust the process of life to always be here for me. And the picture that's on the calendar for today is a nest with three robin's eggs in it. So that says new beginnings to me and just another validation and confirmation that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So my chart, as I said, I'm a Taurus rising. You can find, um, I have a show called Taurus Rising that I do with my business partner, dear friend and soul sister, Mandy. And you can find that on the Sea Goddess Healing Arts YouTube channel that we pretty much dedicate solely to sharing the lived experience of being a Taurus Rising. And I found it kind of rare to find fellow Taurus Risings in this journey. So I thought that was important that we came together and did this show together because I feel like finding each other was a rare opportunity in, in and of itself. So I have Chiron at 17 degrees of Taurus. My ascendant is 11 degrees of Taurus. So this eclipse is pretty much on my ascendant and on my Chiron. And when I talk about the ascendant, the first house of the chart, we're really talking about topics that relate to someone's physical body, I look at the ascendant, especially the ascendant degree, as kind of like the birth canal of the soul. The ascendant is a very sensitive part of the chart, I feel, and for something this potent to be happening on that degree today is, is significant and really important to me to work with the energy. We're also looking at people's appearance when we talk about the first house. By definition, the rising sign, the first house, that's the sign that was on the eastern horizon at the moment of birth. When we have full information, date, time, and location, that allows us to cast the actual, the full chart. And I just feel like the ascendant is really important. So when someone has a planet in the first house, it's a lifelong journey of learning how to embody that energy. So for me, it's... Chiron. <laughs> so here we are becoming Chiron. The other thing that's really important in my chart that involves Chiron is I have what's called a yod. 
a yod by definition is the finger of God. It's an old, I think it's a Hebrew word, and you can look it up if you want to see more about it. But my finger of God, the, the point of my yod points to Chiron. So that's another thing that I feel has just been like a, a nudge all along the way that this, it's really important to talk about this and to embody this energy. I've already spoken a bit about today's eclipse. Um, if you want to go back and listen to the most recent Taurus Rising, we actually talk all about the eclipse and go into further detail. So you can find more information about that on Taurus Rising on the Sea Goddess Healing Arts YouTube channel. The other thing that's really important with Chiron in my chart is Chiron squares my nodes. I have Chiron at 17, like I said, Taurus, and my nodes are at 17, Leo and Aquarius. So <laughs> what that means when someone has a planet squaring the nodes, um, my astrology teacher always called it a repeating lesson or something that can feel like destiny or something that just always comes up in your life that's there to teach you how to really get to the point of why you came here. When we talk about the nodes of the moon, we're talking about the soul's growth in the north node and past and release in the south node. So with Chiron squaring my nodes, Chiron is a big teaching force in my life as well. My astrology teacher always referred to Chiron as an inconvenient teacher. <laughs> so when you have that in the first house, as well as squaring your nodes, as well as the point of your yod, yeah, it's time to really embody the energy. So I feel I'm getting there. I feel there's a lot more that I can be doing and something like this, I think, is a really big part of the story. I feel it's important to talk a little bit about Chiron today, just a little bit. I think that as I start sharing and as I start hearing from people and as people start coming on, it'll really, really come to life. But every person is unique and every person is here for a reason and it's all different. And my perspective, I feel, is very unique, especially with the placement that I have. If when people hear about Chiron, I'm pretty sure that the biggest association and most common one is quote unquote, the wounded healer. Chiron does represent the wounded healer archetype. And we can talk a little bit about Chiron's story and, and, and why that is. Chiron was a centaur. And the centaurs were pretty much known as this kind of rowdy bunch that just like to drink and party and cause a ruckus. Chiron was different. Chiron didn't do that. And Chiron devoted himself to his work and isolated himself and was a master teacher and <clears throat> a master of everything, pretty much. Like you hear the term jack of all trades, master of none. Well, Chiron was a master of all. He was an alchemist, he was an herbalist, he was a musician, he was, a, I guess we could equate the knowledge to what a doctor or a medicine person would be today. He was a teacher and in isolation is when he is where he, you know, kept himself doing his work, doing his practices, but coming out of that isolation to be 
involved in a centaur activity is how he got wounded with a poison arrow and he was not able to heal himself. And he was in so much agony from this wound that he begged for death and that was granted. And there are other centaurs. There are many, many, many centaur asteroids. Chiron is the one that's pretty much most commonly discussed and talked about. I actually found out in one of the um, centaur readings that I got one time that my ascendants actually flanked by Chiron and Chiron's spouse, Shariklo. So I think I wanna get into that a little bit too. Eventually, I wanna start talking about some of the other centaurs, but my primary focus is Chiron. So the healer and the master that couldn't heal himself. It's a pretty ironic story, unfortunate. And I feel that that archetype is such a lived experience for me. There have been so many things that I'm very excited to share, so many stories of things that have happened to me where I, the only way was for me to heal myself. And I'm talking just medical problems, injuries, emotional things, experiences, relationships, just all of the things. It's incredibly hard work. It's not easy to go against the grain. It's not easy to take the path less traveled. It's not easy to not want to just pop a pill and make everything go away, to really get to the root of why things are happening. And time and time again, for me, it's been getting to the bottom of the emotional issue, what's being stored, what needs to move. Um, being a Taurus rising, movement is not one of my big things. <laughs> getting my ass in this chair to record this podcast has been a push, but I'm here and now I have the momentum and I've started it. So I'm doing the damn thing. So I've, you know, had this very, very, very long journey of getting guided to natural medicine, like aromatherapy. Like I said in the beginning, I'm a certified aromatherapist as well. Using herbs to an extent, I would never, ever call myself an herbalist, but I dabble. To my diet, to what I do with my body to keep it strong. That's one of the other things that I feel being a Taurus rising is just pretty common in our physical makeup is just being very muscular and strong people. So I want to share all of that. I'm not quite sure at this point today what story is going to come first next time that I record. But like I said, I want this to be very intuitively and spiritually guided. And I will put the call out again to my guides and we'll see what comes through for what I want to share for next time. So in the meantime, if you are listening to this, if you've found this, if you are somebody who has a very significant Chiron placement, I would love to hear from you. I think it's really important for us to start sharing these stories. Chiron was first discovered November 1st of 1977. So the knowledge of it and putting Chiron in the chart hasn't been around in practice for very long, but Chiron's been there. 
Chiron's been talking to us. One of my biggest resources on Chiron, Barbara Hanclow, calls Chiron the Rainbow Bridge. The, it's the Rainbow Bridge, I'll talk about the book ad nauseum, I'm sure we're going to go through a lot of that material. It's the rainbow bridge between the inner and outer planets. Chiron orbits between Saturn and Uranus. So between the visible seen experience from our planet here to the unseen realms. A lot of the centaurs are known as guides of souls. So it's where we connect with things that are beyond us and things that we know are there, but that we can't see. And getting in touch with our intuition and living a life guided by feeling rather than programming, I think is something else I really wanna get into, especially with the Taurus archetype as well, that being a very sensual sign and not just the known senses, you know, the known five, like the beyond senses. I also, along my journey, got attuned to Reiki, <clears throat> Chiron, the root of the word, Cairo, of the hands or of the spine think of the word chiropractic so there's a lot to go into as well as far as our spines and kundalini and our chakras and i'll be talking all about that as well so if this has been part of your experience too i'd love to hear from you i think that at first i just want to start sharing whatever you're willing to share if you even if you just never had your chart done you don't know where your chiron is hit me up. We can talk about it. I can give you like a mini reading next time I do a recording. And the way to get a hold of me is my email address and my website. And I'm on ursaalchemy.com and that's ursaalchemy at gmail.com. It's U-R-S-A-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y. That's my first business that I started. I'm also on seagoddesshealingarts.com. And that's seagoddesshealingarts at gmail.com. So you can find me in both of those places. I'm hanging on by a thread on Instagram. I'm Ursa Alchemy on there, at Ursa Alchemy. I um, feel like they've really messed with the algorithms lately, and it's just not as much fun as it used to be. I can't even turn on post notifications anymore. Like, it's just ridiculous. So <clears throat> hopefully in the podcast space, this, this gets found. And... It um, gets heard and I resonate with you, with you. And I'd love to hear your story and share it if you'll give me permission and allow me to do that. So those are the two ways to get a hold of me. I'm pretty sure at this point I'm gonna use Anchor to do this podcast. So um, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm sending this off with blessings and all of the luck into that virtual space. And we'll see what happens. And if you found me, um, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. 